This is Minute 73 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Amy Pascal, back again to host this week. Uh, due to some unforeseen issues, we're going to have a very intimate discussion uh, with me and Larissa Chapman. Um, hello, Larissa. Hello. Hello. I'm excited. <laughs> I am so excited to talk about this as well. Um, today's minute starts with Josh calling Cher a brat and ends with the DMV tester detailing all of Cher's failings in her driving test. Uh, so as we saw in, as they discussed in the last minute, Cher's life is falling apart. You know, all of her friends are going to other friends. She's no longer the main hub of everybody's interest. And now she has to take her driver's test, but she can't find her most responsible looking shirt. You know, she's, she's already insulted Lucy and Josh has called her out on her cultural insensitivity. And, um, as soon as that happens, she is now off into the Jeep with the DMV testing guy. Now, Larissa, you said you were a big fan of Cher's outfit. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, if you describe the outfit to anyone, um, I think it sounds terrible. So I'm going to wear a frilly kind of see-through shirt with a silver vest over the top, a bit of a diamond pattern skirt, um, some silver shoes and a backpack. Anyone else you'd think, no, but she looks amazing. I could not, uh, I just love it. <laughs> she really is. It's, it's kind of ph- phenomenal. Mm. Whatever they put her in, like Alicia Silverstone just works it and she looks is amazing, amazing with it. She looks gorgeous. And I, as as a as a teenager, when I I first saw Clueless, um, mm-hmm. I was kind of I guess the opposite of Alicia Silverstone. I was kind of an overweight redhead, uh, freckles, kind of short hair, and just her in a gorgeous long blonde hair, looking amazing in all these outfits. <laughs> <laughs> she was just kind of it. <laughs> Oh, she she completely was. She mm-hmm. was. But what? Uh, I don't normally we discuss this later. But mm-hmm. when did you first see Clueless? Um, well, I saw it. So when it came out. So um, I was uh, in high, like just started high school when it came out. Mm-hmm. So um, around thirteen, um, and it was the movie. Um, I, I know. I've known there's been comments how there's a lot of Australian people guesting on this podcast, and I think because it was such a huge movie. Like I know internationally it was a huge movie, but especially for people in my age group, like I'm 33, um, when that came out, it was just it. Everyone was obsessed with it. Everyone had fluffy pens. There was fluffy pens everywhere at school. Really? Yes. I thought about fluffy yeah, pens. Yeah, fluffy pens. You know her fluffy pen? Um, yeah. I know it's oh, not no, this minute, mean. but yeah. Um, that was just like the cool thing to have. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, we get from America an idea of what high school is like, I suppose, and I'm mm-hmm. sure it's probably not like that. Um, but I guess Clueless was kind of like the representation of that perfect idealized American high school, what we all imagined it was like. <laughs> 
It's like the cool kids, it's the nerdy kids, it's all split up into very distinct groups. And That's really interesting because, I mean, I know that our media gets sent off to everybody else a whole, you know, much more than we get, you know, Australian media and um, British TV shows. Oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, that it's, how sad is it that basically your understanding of, or rather our understanding of a lot of Australians is Crocodile Dundee, mm-hmm. or, and people knew that Mel Gibson was, you know, Australian. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that's pretty much it. I know, I know, trust me, we don't, nobody wants to claim him anymore, but like, I think those are like the two main mm. things. But I am really fascinated that, that Clueless became such a huge hit over there. Yeah. And, and it still is. Like, it's so many people that I know, like, favorite movie, like, one of their favorite movies. It's just, yeah. Someone actually that I work with at the moment does have a fluffy pen, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that the DMV testing guy yeah. that is in, you know, Sheriff's Jeep, his pocket full of pens. No fluffy pens, that, however. Yeah. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I think I think it would have been amazing in retrospect if he just had this like little happy fluffy pen yeah, popping out. He probably would have been a a happier person, I think. Mm, I kind of love that guy, though. I know, I know he's terrible and where he's, you know, destroying Cher's happiness at that time, but he's kind of amazing. <laughs> completely amazing <laughs> like he, it's not even that he's like heartlessly destroying no. you know he's basically making the roads of los angeles and the surrounding area mm. safer mm-hmm. by not letting her be on the road yeah obviously she's so used to having everything go her way and everyone just bows to her because of who she is like she's not a bad person but she is used to everyone being the queen bee in a way and this is someone who's just who just tells her no like this is it my decision's final that's that's it you're not getting a license it doesn't matter what adorable faces you make and <laughs> how cute you are that, yeah. that's it yeah i think she, he may be the only person in the entire movie that says that to her yeah yep. because her father doesn't do that you know like everything with her father i mean he may make certain demands and like put his foot down yeah. but even with him everything is up for discussion mm-hmm. or you know argument and ca- where can we find a good compromise yeah and yeah, the the actor's name is Ron Orbach. I feel yeah. like calling him, because I looked him up, and nowhere does it give him a name. He's just DMV tester, oh, even on IMDb. So let's just call him Ron. So Ron is like straight up, yeah, like no, you you can't do this. These yeah. are not the skill sets. You know, yeah. when she, um, we probably will actually we'll have to discuss that next minute because yeah. she doesn't. Uh, she she starts her argument next minute. Yeah. But yeah, she's, I mean, when we see her initially driving, she is driving in the middle of the <laughs> That's road. That's kind of an amazing cut, in a way. She's just having kind of this existential crisis, and like all her facial expressions, and then boom, she's driving in the middle of the road. It always makes me laugh. It's quite good. <laughs> it is. And, I, and the funny thing is, I have no idea how I missed the fact that she was driving in the middle of the road until this viewing. Oh, really? And I tell you, I... <laughs> I know. I I mean, I knew that she was a terrible driver, but I think because he says he, you know, tells her to like get on into the right lane. And I just figured she was, you know, it was part of her test. Like she was going from the left lane to the right lane. And I had actually, you know, I had, um, uh, I was reading that there was a stunt driver in this, in this. Oh, okay. I know. I was, I was surprised. I, I was able to, to, I guess, um, for the the they did a book on clueless, uh, clueless. I think we talked about it, and I don't have it, but I read this note 
um, where the, Ron Orbach, our DMV tester, yeah. uh, said that there was a, a stunt driver in the scene and um, he is unaware that they're going to hit the car. Okay. And so I was very surprised by it. So, of course, I went back and rewatched that scene and noticed that the person driving is distinctly different. I don't want to say distinctly different, but, like, you can see if you're looking closely. So I – and I rewound – it is – it's kind of – it was interesting to to notice that, again, for a movie that I've seen, like, a hundred times Yeah, no, because I never looked because you're always looking at her hitting the car, not actually her driving. Right, movie it, magic, guys. <laughs> exactly. They did, they did such a good job with, like, putting our attention somewhere else. Um, really funny that, you know, going back to that, so that's when I started noticing, oh, she's driving in the middle of the road in that, in yeah. both times, like, when we first see her and later on. And, um, yeah, and then and we, I think I just need to, to quote her her vo because i love i love everything about this i love that it's this like it's not just the teen girl it's i feel like everybody has had these moments where you're having a reaction to something and you can't figure out why so Mm. you're working it through and and you know so she says that like I had an overwhelming sense of ickiness. I love that phrase. I'm like, yes, I get it, Jeff. <laughs> I know that feel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. And it's and I was trying to remember. I mean, um, when I started watching Buffy, which came out, you know, in '97, yeah. there, you know, they definitely have their own dialogue yep. with with that and ickiness and the getting a wigs and stuff and um, uh, kind of the writers often twisted words in a fun way. And, but I, I hadn't really thought about like, you know, um, ickiness in this part. Cause this is definitely like kind of a bit of a precursor to that. But yeah, I know that feeling like the overwhelming sense of ickiness. <laughs> and then, and then it's like, yeah, even though I had apologized to Lucy, something was still plaguing me. Like Josh thinking I was mean was making me postal. I mean, why should I care what Josh thinks? Why was I letting it? it Exactly, he's such a nerd, but why, why was she letting it, like, t- throw her into such turmoil? And it's like, oh, oh, like, I am such a sucker for, like, these, like, sort of friends into lovers, like, rom com yeah, stories. Such, and it is, because everyone's gone through it, and it's so confusing and awful, and, yeah, I think she plays it perfectly with the voiceover and the facial expressions that, you know, you can see it going through her head at the time. Completely, and you genuinely feel like she is working her way through it. Yeah. Josh is definitely aware that he is probably a little bit more, like, is a little smitten. Mm. She's so, I guess, kind of caught up in it that um, she also has no idea how terrible her driving test is going and seems <laughs> quite surprised when he said, when he's like, no, 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 we're done. She's like, it's over? Really? <laughs> I thought I was doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a really excellent point because it's like I think you you put it so perfectly well because obviously as the audience we see that this is going horribly. Yeah, she has no idea. <laughs> she has no idea. She you know when when he asked her to pull over in the right lane because she is driving in the middle of the road yeah. and she almost hits the bike rider. Yes. Um, and she also pulls over in the middle of the road. Pretty much, she kind of turns around the yes. corner, just stops the car, and leaves it and walks out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, she does she doesn't walk out cuz she stops it and he says tells her yeah. to turn in the corner. Yeah. And yeah, again, in the middle of the road. Yeah, just 
we're done. And <laughs> I had to look it up, you know, um, because when she almost hits the driver and Shara says, oops, my bad. Cute. <laughs> I, see, I... She's adorable, but I really hate that phrase. I hate that phrase. I do, I do, yeah. Usually I do, and I didn't note that down. I felt like anyone I was saying that would be like, wow, I just really want to slap you right now. But I don't know. I yeah. feel like she's charming enough to just pull it off. <laughs> that, well, that's exactly it. She is so, so utterly charming. I think probably even now watching it, even, you know, with, with my bad being used. Cause I was like, one of the reasons I hate it, it's, it's such a comment that people make where they don't actually take responsibility for their actions. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're just like, oops, my bad. And they move on. But, and I, I was trying to find out what was this, the, um, the beginning of it, but I guess it had, you know, there was, some comment in it or some line in Shakespeare that actually has it, but oh. it was uh, written. It was written into a book um, about basketball in, in in like the early nineteen eighties. That was kind of like a, a nonfiction book where they, if somebody were to pass it and they screwed up, you know, they'd be like, "Oh man, like my bad." Yeah. And but it was it became really super popularized, of course, with Cher Horowitz as as so many things have have said. You know, I um. Just it's it's funny talking about things that she says that are charming, and I not to jump ahead too much, but um, I I was just in an email conversation with somebody uh, with a group of people, and someone was reacting to something that had happened, and she was like, "Ah, oh, way harsh, Ty." <laughs> I oh had no idea. It was the, the funny thing was it just happened like a half an hour before we started recording, oh and I was like, "You have no idea that this is what we're doing." But like, there's so much of this movie that is in, like, I would fairly say the global lexicon, or at yeah. least the English speaking lexicon for any any country and world and community that became like obsessed with this movie in some point. Yeah, that's amazing. Something I saw where I read that I thought was really, really, really interesting. Um, was apparently Alicia Silverstone would take naps oh. uh, at a minute for times, like between her takes. I read something else where she wasn't feeling well a lot and was eating a lot of frozen yogurt for her stomach. But uh, this was like our, our our best friend, you know, Ron Orbach, mm. like, you know, the messiah of the DMV. Mm. He had this quote, and I thought this was fascinating. He said, you know, Alicia's sitting in the driver's seat, again, eyes closed, looking like she's sleeping or something. I couldn't tell. But when action is called, her eyes open, she goes, and it's basically spot on. Hits every line, every moment perfectly. Cut, and she goes back to sleep. Amazing. How cool is that? She's just as amazing as we think. Like, how cool is that to just be able to be on? Like, you wake me up, and I am, like, half a human being. <laughs> I could not snap into a perfect line delivery, <laughs> slip, in, you know, step into a character, be adorable, convey all these emotions, which is what she does in this, this scene, <laughs> and go back to that, sleep. That's exactly, that's exactly it. And, mm. you, and you're right, and it's such a short scene. Yeah. And you have so many emotions. You know, it's like you have her, her she's not quite at epiphany, but she's no. at her questioning stage, mm -hmm. trying to figure out her feelings driving doing terribly but still having to be conscious enough that she's going forward and she has this guy she has to deal with mm -hmm. in the car with her um yeah and then like you know when she turns the corner and thinks that her test is over and that she's done really well yeah. <laughs> and, and all of that is just so so phenomenal so i was i was amazed by that i mean we did i did three 
recordings of the opening for this, you know, yeah. and I've been wide awake for hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> I also really kind of love the, uh, going back to the scene where after, right after she hits the car and which is a stunt driver scene, I love that she says, should I go back and leave a note? Yeah. And she's so sweet. <laughs> she's so sweet. And I really, and, and honestly, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? That should probably be in like, the DMV book, you know, because when, you know, when you, I don't know how it works in Australia, but when you sign up to get your permit and, you know, you, uh, you get, there is a book that they give you that you're supposed to study before you go take your test. Yeah. And this is like the, just the written test. And I think that there should be something in there that says, if you hit another car, you should leave a note. Don't be a job. Uh, leave a note. There you go. The and and it could just kind of have a little quote on the side, and it's like you know the Cher Horowitz, um, like statute. Yes. Don't be a jerk. Leave a note. Just have a little thumbs up in the back of the manual. <laughs> leave a note. <laughs> After he she hits the car, and he really doesn't answer her leaving a note. He just tells her to pull over and turn off the engine, and that's when uh. She, he tells her that, um, she has failed, that, you know, that they're, they're, they're going back to the DMV and for the end of this minute, he just, he is only beginning to detail all the mistakes she's made, which are, you can't park, you can't switch lanes, you can't make right hand turns. And I kind of love that she's made so many mistakes that we actually have to cross over two episodes yeah, of this podcast. Yeah, I didn't realize. I was like, wow, yeah, she's really tough. So I'm guessing you drive or I, do you not drive? I do. We kind of, um, where I live, you pretty much have to. So I got my license mm-hmm. pretty much as soon as I could. So when I was, I got my learners when I was 16 and a half and got my license when I was 17 because you just kind of had to or else you were stuck at home. <laughs> Same here. Like I, you know, I grew up in the about an hour north of New York City and where I lived, everything was like that. Um, how was, how was your driver's test? I was, I passed my first time. I was pretty proud of that because I I was determined. I was like, I'm not catching the bus to school anymore. This is not happening. (laughs) I'm getting my license. So it was, it was just a thing that was happening. (laughs) So I did look up his hat, his Kansas University hat. Yeah. It's his, it's his actual hat. Clueless trivia. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm. It's funny because I saw that, and apparently, there's some movie that he did recently where he w- wears another Kansas Jayhawks like T-shirt. Oh, um, nice. but, was, but I looked up, I looked up the T-shirt. And it's the Fashion Targets Breast Cancer T-shirt. I did too, because I was trying to look at it. I was trying to figure out what it was. I'm like, I know it's a charity T-shirt, but I couldn't. And yes, of course, he's got a Fashion Targets Breast Cancer T-shirt on. Of course. So uh, I know that you have read Emma. I still have not read Emma. Um, is there anything in here that struck you Emma-ish, if you can remember? Mm, there's nothing I can really remember. I feel like I need to bust it out again now, actually, because, yeah, I did read it in high school, which is... Unfortunately, many years ago now. <laughs> same here. Same here. Unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, nothing that sticks out. Um, but I do feel like I need to go and read it now and maybe some highlights and paragraphs and do a bit of compare and contrast with the Clueless movie. Maybe write a paper. I feel like I'm missing out. I'm not <laughs> getting out on the correct level. <laughs> well, that's all right. I, well, I don't even think when this movie came out, I was even aware that there was a book called Emma. Um, so... That was, you know, not not quite my speed. Not that it, obviously a lot of people love it, but not definitely not my speed. So um, I still, I probably should have read it for by the time I did this one, but I did not because I am 
a terrible, terrible guest host. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of minute 73. Yay. Um, yay. I'm so glad that we had this time together Me and too. I'm kind of glad. I'm glad we didn't have the boys with us I yet. Know. Because... It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> so, Larissa, is there anything that you would like to plug? No, no, nothing for me to plug. All right. Um, as for me, you can still find me on Twitter at AmyPop, A-M-Y-P-O-P, and at theamypascal.com, where you can find oh, more about me and my Joss Whedon biography. So thank you again, Larissa, for being on the show. Thank you. It's been awesome. It has been. Goodbye, my dear. Goodbye. And we will be back. Goodbye. We will be back tomorrow to discuss Minute 74. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Amy Pascal with my guest, Larissa Chapman. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If Underscore Podcast. And follow us on Instagram at As If Podcast, all one word. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.